Hello, lady, and welcome back to the Styled for Life podcast. It's your girl, Katie, here, ready to share this week's inspiring message from one of my amazing clients, Thomas Sanchez, who's here to give you a behind-the-scenes look of what it's like to work with me and all about her personal transformation. I am a bilingual life coach who loves to, yes, keep it real and also encourage people to really embrace their journey from a perspective of gratitude to where you can create a life that sometimes you feel like it's not meant to be for you. As you guys know, every week my intention is to bring you something inspirational, whether that's a lifestyle strategy, a new mindset thing I'm implementing, style solutions, mental wellness, whatever that is to feel amazing in our bodies every single day so that we can continue to feel grounded and like our best selves so that we can quite frankly take over the fucking world and create the change that needs to happen through feeling amazing in our bodies and clothes that make us happy today. So I really love Thomas' story because it's rooted in her wanting to dress for herself and not how she thought she needed to dress or how anyone else was telling her to dress, like to really most authentically own herself. So don't want to give too much away. We had an amazing conversation. It's both funny and deep. We laughed. We cried. She shares everything. Oh, I have the goosebumps every time I talk about it. She She's an open book, and it's an amazing behind-the-scenes look on working together. And speaking of open book, Thelma came to me in the middle of her process of writing her first book. And it was such, that in and of itself was such a transformational journey for her. And then we got to lean into her style and she has just exploded. And it's been so fun to witness and be part of that with her. And I'm so grateful that I got to co-create with the time that we had together and be a part of that and forever be part of her story. So Thelma Sanchez is an author and a life coach, and she just launched her first book called Own Your Dance. You will love it. I love it. It's just written. It's so fucking relatable. She's so relatable. And I think if you're listening to the show, then that's one of my amazing qualities is relatability, vulnerability, and Thelma has those too. Every time Thelma and I got on a call together, we always had an amazing time. It didn't matter how things were going in our lives, what was going on. We always had so much fun together. So I'm super excited for us to be able to come on the podcast, share some of that energy with you, share some behind the scenes look, basically what it's like to work with both of us and for her to really get candid and share with you what it's like to be styled and how it has changed her life. So I'm super excited. Before I hand you over to Thelma, I had a couple of things that I wanted to let you guys know that are available to you. One, we did Dump the Front Workshop a couple weeks ago on October 6th. It was amazing. Thank you to everybody who joins. We have an amazing turnout. And I even dropped right before we hit record, like seconds before I hit the record button, I spilled 32 ounces of water all over my fucking desk in lipstick wallpaper. And I was mortified and felt supported at the same time, if that can make sense. It was a lot for my brain to process. Um, I still get very nervous every time I host a workshop, even though I thoroughly enjoy them. I still get, you know, I want it to be amazing for everybody. So I dumped the water. Everybody was very patient with me (laughs) as I cleaned it up. Because I mean, let's be real. We have to keep this lipstick wallpaper looking good. And we got to go really deep on this workshop. So the area that the reason I wanted to share it with you is because we went really deep on style archetypes. How to identify our style archetypes and how to give ourselves permission to play with them. And I know I'm saying like identify your style archetype, but it's very much also another the rules and break the rules is learn your style archetype, but then create your own because chances are you're not going to perfectly fit in one bucket. So we went really deep on how to do that, how to blend the style archetypes together to create our very own special style archetype. And I personally thought it was really juicy. It's the foundational elements for really nailing your style and feeling confident is to know exactly what it is that you like and how to find the perfect mix of those two things. So, If you want a copy of this workshop and you didn't sign up, 
it's not too late. Guess what? I still have the replay. And I wanted to say, hey, if anyone's interested, and this is a conversation that's actually been coming up for me a lot this week, so or last week, so I wanted to open this up to you guys as well. If you're listening to the podcast and you're like, I'd love a replay, shoot me a message on Insta at Katie Allen Stylist, and I will send you a copy of the replay. Or better yet, if you're on the email list, you can respond to my latest email and just say, hey, Katie, I want a replay. Or send me an email, katie at katiejustdialed.com. Also, don't forget, my ebook, How to Shop Like a Stylist, is available on the website, katiejustdialed.com backslash how to shop. I'll drop this in the show notes. So don't go running to type it down. Got to. And that's still available for sale. So the title might be deceiving on how to shop. Yes, it teaches you how to shop, but in all full transparency, the shopping's done for you. (laughs) So I go through, I break down my process on how I help people get to the point where shopping's comfortable by identifying some key factors. Then I talk about creating a fall capsule. I talk about what you can expect this fall when you go shopping. But I've done the shopping for you. I go over the fall trends, things that are popular, how to create real adult outfits out of some of the fall trends that are in every store right now. And I have done for you outfit formulas that literally link out to shopping mood boards. This is exactly the process that I use with a lot of my clients. Well, with all my clients. Um, So if you want the book, I have a promo code for you. You can go grab it today katiejuststyled.com backslash how to shop. Type in promo code squad at checkout. Capital letter. I think it is all cap. It's all capital letters when I write it. I'm not sure if it takes capital or lowercase, but code squad. And the book is $29. And that promo code will get you $10 off, bringing it down to $19. Completely done for you. Over 30 outfits shopped and ready to go. And of course, I'm biased, but very relatable, easy to implement, stylish outfits. So if you have been watching and you like my style, well, these are basically all outfits I will wear. (laughs) So And currently wearing some of the pieces you've seen, like my How to Wear Pink Reels, an episode that we did last week, are in this book if you want to shop them. So grab a copy of that. While we're talking about shopping and styling, I had another question that came up two times uh, last week was, I'm not sure if you even do this, but I would like to work with you like this. And I was like, that's exactly what I do. So a couple of people asked me that last week. So I wanted to touch base and clarify for anyone who's listening. It's like, oh my God, I want to work with Katie. So there's a couple main ways I serve my clients. I have a three-month signature styling package that you can buy into with three months of styling support. And that includes visioning your style, really getting super clear on what that is, shopping for those pieces, editing your closet live with me virtually or in person. I can do both. I've mastered the art of both to make sure that your closet matches your lifestyle, color recommendations, support um, through Voxer messaging app where you can send me pictures of your outfits and we can talk about how to get your current outfits, where you want it, shopping done for you, styling. It's the full package. You, This is exactly the package that Tama is going to speak about today and our client transformational journey. So that's available. And then if you just want some shopping and some styling done for a very specific event, a photo shoot, a big party, your book launch, anything like that, yes, that's something that I support my clients with as well. And if you're new to the styling game and you're like, I'm not sure if I'm really ready to invest or pay someone to do the shopping for me, then grab the ebook. It's the best place to start so you can get a taste of what it really means to be styled and how to infuse that energy into your daily life so that you can feel amazing and go after your goals and feel like your most authentic self. So again, if you have any questions and you just want to chat or you have any aha moments from today with Thelma and her story and how we work together, just reach out to me. You guys know I'm just a message away. You can DM me at Katie Allen Stylist on Instagram or shoot me an email, katie at katiejuststyled.com. And I'm there for you, boo.
So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I know you will. Like I said, we laughed repeatedly. We cried. We're both very open, vulnerable, so we held back nothing from you. I knew that Tama would share candidly what it's like to really work behind the scenes and how it can really change everything and up-level and help you grow into that next version of yourself. So I hope you enjoy it. I will see you on the flip side. Um, so... Today is a super special episode. I have no other than one of my favorite people in the world, and I am so happy to bring you on the show today, the polished, casual, nice bitch, Toma! (laughs) Everybody, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I've been waiting my whole life to be introduced this way, and I cannot say how much fitting it is. <laughs> I was like, how am I going to do this? I was in the shower this morning and I was like, okay, well, I have to drop the polished casual nice bitch into the episode. So I was like, fuck it. We'll just start with it. That's how she wants to be introduced. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I feel like in our work together, I discover the permission to just own it that much better to be like, yes, I am one. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I am a nice bitch, but I'm also polished and casual. Yeah, like come talk to me, but you know, but don't if I look like boundaries. I love that. But if you think about it, like polished and casual feels like like the opposite of everything, and then nice bitch feels like the opposite. So it's like a very beautiful juxtaposition of words. I love it. Yeah, it's where the duality meets, and that's a combination of all the whole package that is me as a human and many of us, right? Yeah, I think that's the key to life, right? It's understanding the and. <laughs> um, real quick for anyone that's like, this is great. The podcast is starting and this is why we love Katie's podcast. <laughs> we just jump right in. Oh, and Tom and I were working together and we were going through the whole the whole shebang, right? The whole signature style. Tom knows exactly who she really is, but like, what were those words that we could pull together and how do we really name the style to give like the direction of how to shop and feel really good and get super intentional. And we landed on polished casual as like, this is what I think you really are. It's like, you love to feel put together, but also casual and approachable at the same time. And she was like, yeah, it's kind of like saying, hi, I'm a nice bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how we got to that. In case anyone's wondering, I love that. Let you in on the inside joke. (laughs) Honestly, Toma is an author. She just released a brand new book, which I'm really super excited about, and a life coach. So I wanted to bring you on the pod today so we could talk about that, talk about life coaching, who you serve, what it's like to be an author. Part of that is you have to tell people how amazing it is to be styled and how you feel so good. (laughs) All of it. All to of it. share all the magic and honestly you and I've said this in every I have the chills every single time we get on zoom together we're both like oh my god this is gonna be the best conversation I have all day and oh your energy is like no other I was again thinking in the shower like how do I articulate the feeling I get when I talk to you because I don't like yes cheerful And, but it's not it because when I think of like, oh, she's so cheerful sometimes when I'm being a nice bitch, that feels annoying. (laughs) Like, I'm like, some people can be so cheerful. It's annoying. You're like, why are you always happy, Mary? There's nothing to be happy about. But like you, it's different. It's like, still like, I don't know, maybe that's the nice bitch in you. It's like, you're keeping it real and being cheerful at the same time. I definitely like to keep it real. I am very often described as a very direct person but I'm also very approachable because I do care and um, because I care I feel like the optimism really drives me uh, which yes allows me to be cheerful by choice because but I hey I got bad days and actually one of our calls was when we both were having like a day and then when we both left that conversation was like thank you this was all I really needed (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I was thinking about that when I was talking to you. I said, well, there was that one time where you're like, "Mm, I don't know about this, but we can do it. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I got to give you a warning. I'm not really feeling today. Like I'm not feeling the whole day and I'm not feeling me and I'm not feeling anything. And 
So I'm just going to flash you and we're going to get through this. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you my butt. You're going to tell me what to wear and it's going to be a good day. <laughs> and, and it was really after, after that. I felt so much better and I put together and yes, I did flash my butt a few times, but it comes with the territory of what you do. <laughs> it wasn't just for fun. <laughs> it was a purpose. To yes, I know. <laughs> yes, That's I not a life coaching camp. <laughs> I mean, it could be, but it, it wasn't what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, in all seriousness, tell us a little bit more about, like, yourself. What do you want people to know about you before I start asking you all the amazing questions around your new book and all of that? All right. Well, I guess I want to describe myself as most definitely a person that really cares, approachable human being. I am definitely a work in progress. And so before any of the labels that you can attach to me, I am very much that. So every day I'm trying to be aware of my growth path and choosing to grow. Uh, but I am a mom of two kiddos that are teachers every, of me every single day. I am a bilingual life coach who loves to Yes, keep it real and also encourage people to really embrace their journey from a perspective of gratitude to where you can create the life that you dream about. And sometimes you feel like it's not meant to be for you. And that's why it stays, stays a dream. So, yeah, I'm very passionate about community building, hiking, outdoors, running, anything that keeps you active and going and looking for a bigger perspective. Mm, I love that so much. So correct me if I'm wrong. I was going to ask you to tell me a little bit about your journey and like how you got from the old version of Tama to this life coach who's writing books. But also the the book is that story as well, too. So do you want to start us? Let's start then with the story and then you can tell us how that translates into the book. All right. Well, I was definitely born and raised in Mexico City and a very traditional culture, a very um, beautiful, color, colorful, magical culture but traditional. And then when I moved here, I did not speak the language. I did not understand the culture and I didn't really have much guidance to, to fit in. And, and yet I really thought that my job was to fit in. So I, I was just fine in Mexico and I, I figured that I was seeking that feeling here. I had a really hard time because first of all, I couldn't communicate. <laughs> and then I didn't understand how the whole dynamic of, and culture really works so it was quite adjustment and um and yeah in the book I do provide a series of stories in which I had to find myself after forgotten what that was or the importance of a part of me but um the whole self-development journey really kind of different started when I lost my first baby and I felt extremely broken I had already grown up with the feeling of not being enough but this one was like, all right, this is a, quite a confirmation, right? And um, having to open up and recognize that I was broken and that I kind of needed help putting my pieces back together is where I had to seek help, um, other perspectives, steps. And I fell in love with the journey of rediscovering myself. Mm, I love you so much. <laughs> I'm trying not, not to cry because I was like, okay, Katie, you talk so she can take a breath <laughs> and take a moment. Um, I can't even imagine, and I've only met you in this new version, the latest version. Not, I want to say no, the latest version of you. So I only know this like amazing badass who messaged me on Instagram and was like, okay, so like eight people have said your name today. I need you. I need you in my life right now. And I just see like this amazing action taker. And I was like, God, I need that energy. Like, how can I be more like Toma? So like, yeah. story is so freaking inspiring to me. So fast forward a little bit. And how did you get to this transition of becoming a life coach? What were you doing right before you decided to really get here? Were you in corporate? Did you have another job? Oh, yes. The whole time I was in corporate because that was the thing to do, right? I went to college. I graduated in the worst type of the economy. So my degree didn't really get me anywhere at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I was in corporate trying to 
grow and follow what was expected of the culture that that corporate company had for me and laid it out and said and decided that my personality would fit in blah 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 and I was like oh really because this is so boring (laughs) And, and so yeah it was through that journey and the fact that I started like working out and pushing myself out of my own comfort zone that I started discovering like wow I am actually capable of doing a lot more than I even thought possible of me. So um, it's part of that rediscovering yourself and giving yourself the permission to to try and fail. Fail, please. I failed many, (laughs) many times. I talk about this fact that I tried to run and I couldn't. I was like, all right, that was cute. And and how like not giving up on that and and being okay with the failure until until you don't longer fail is such a gift. And the whole life coaching really, really fully started when I became a mom, because that's when I started really, you have a mirror of yourself. You, you start noticing a lot of things and they they flash back at you really quickly and you're like, oh my gosh. So you start really being aware of like, I don't want that or I do want that or no, I'm going to have to change that or why do I have to change that? And so in that, in that processing of how do I want to show up for my kids, how what do I, why did I value when I was growing up? Um, I fell in love with the whole thing and I am a nerd. So I, I love learning the whole certification, the questioning, the reflection, the awareness, the gift that it gives you, the journey. And um, and uh, yeah, I started due to like, honestly, to, for me, I, need, I needed it for me. And when I started sharing it with friends, I was like, oh my gosh, but have you tried this? This is what I'm reading. And honestly, I have, in two weeks, I noticed a difference of like less stress, like my shoulders, I, I lost my neck for a while because I was so stressed, just mm. trying to hold everything in. And, you know, that doesn't even look right. So Katie was not going to take me as a client. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, yeah, just learning how to like show up. Uh, but yes, my kids were definitely a huge part of the why. I want to make sure that I lead by example. I want to make sure that I that they feel that I'm doing my best. And when I know better, because I definitely mess it up often, uh-huh. uh, then I'll do better. But until then, I'm I'm loving as hard as I can. And with that, I find a lot of peace. Mm, that's so good. Well, I appreciate you like getting vulnerable and telling the story. And I think a lot of women listening probably definitely relate more than you know that's how I started the whole podcast was just being like so this fucked up thing is happening in my life and I don't really know how to process it like when I started the whole podcast I had no business I had I was years away from remembering that I was supposed to be a stylist and things like that but just like you said like just showing up and just saying hey every week like I don't know what this looks like but you know I did this and I feel like I was late to the party, right? Because by the time I had even started the self-development journey, my kids were a lot older. And like, I just feel like I had, I was almost 40. I'm like, God, man, imagine if I'd have been doing this stuff before. (laughs) So I love to like, just get on here and share stories. So thank you so much for that. But I have a question for you around that. So we're talking, you wrote the book. The one thing in corporate that bothered me was like, like you said, I felt like I couldn't be myself. And I felt like I was being this like puppet version of myself. And I was using my podcast as an outlet to show like the more authentic sides of myself. And what happened was all of a sudden I was having like these vulnerability hangovers. And sometimes I still do as part of the process, like when I'm up leveling or growing or I'm changing. So when you wrote the book, as you were writing the book, I mean, did that come up? Even just having this podcast interview, did that come up for you where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to just let people in on this level? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. And time and time again. And I, and yes, I'm, as we are having this conversation, I'm still wondering like, wow, I can't believe people are going to have half my life like on detail. And, um, and yet I do feel so much peace from choosing my truth that I, I had to choose, right? So like I it's it, I really feel like everything comes down to a choice on a decision that you choose to make. Uh, but it is definitely an exercise of vulnerability. And um and I don't see it as a weakness, clearly. Like I I don't know how to not wear my emotions. I don't know how to not show up when I care, when I don't, all of it shows. So why not really give this as an opportunity to inspire others that are feeling that way? Because yes, if you're incorporate 
feeling exhausted and drained and feeling like, why, why did I just get through a day and I feel like I lived a whole life in just those eight hours? Then, um, then you really need to revisit like what is important to you so you can find outlets. Nobody, I'm not here to encourage anybody to like quit your job and do your life unless that's really your calling. But, but at least find the things that like bring you a lot of joy so you can fill your cup before you go out and face the world, right? Or find the things that allow you to be authentically you that you can exercise in your position at corporate that you have. So it is so important to just remember that we are all being, and we're all trying our best. And yet, um, I don't know that we, in the society that we live in, that's shown on Instagram, you only see the highlights and you only see the makeup and the red lipstick. And yet this book was a healing journey for me because it had allowed me to revisit a lot of the past that some of it was pretty healed. Some of it was like, oh my gosh, I still kind of feel it. Mm-hmm. I still feel that sensation of that, of like not being enough. And um, how do I release that? And how do I feel my own cup to show myself that that I am enough as I am today? I don't have to be chasing the perfection in order to to really love the way that I want to. Mm. So good. I have like 8 million like zing, zing, zings, like questions and feelings and relations. Um, I feel the same way. Like one thing is I think showing up and being vulnerable has helped me have a business and start a business and kind of get off the ground running because I was showing up for two years ahead of that. Like just saying, I have no idea what I'm doing Um, with my life. Here I am. And then like we were joking about you, like you showing me your butt. You have to get really vulnerable. Yeah. For any like tool. And I think style is a tool. You have to get vulnerable because like, I have to ask you, we were joking about this before we even hit record is like, I can tell you how to put outfits together, but that's not what I'm really asking you for. I'm asking you like, who's Tama? Like, what does she want? I actually was looking at, it's funny enough. I was doing something for another client and your old notes came up and I wrote down like the question I was going to ask you before we got on the call. And it was like, if you close your eyes, what do you envision? And you might not remember that because that was months ago. <laughs> and then there's something I wrote down about luxurious bed sheets. Like these are the conversations that we're having is it's so much more than the red lipstick and the highlight reels. And like, that's definitely a side of it. And that's where I think I personally uh, get in my head. That's my work constantly where I get in my head. It's like, I don't want people to think that being styled is just pretty lipstick and looking good on Instagram. That's I mean, side product of it, I guess. It's definitely, honestly, and I can say this now because I have worked with you. I went through the program. But when I am looking at the pictures of the elderly people that have worked with you, I feel the difference in them. You know, like I'm not only seeing at the like looking at the cool shoes and like how, how did she pair shorts with a blazer? That's amazing. Like I want to do that. But I'm also noticing the fact that she's embracing the outfit. Right. And I feel like that's what you do. You you gave us permission to really just release mm. all those expectations that we had of ourselves. Like, oh my gosh, I'm a mom. Am I supposed to be wearing crop top steels? But I have stretch marks, but 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 and you're just like, and 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 right. <laughs> and so in that conversation, you're, you're just like, oh, okay, so so I can do it and I can enjoy it, and it's nobody's gonna die, and I'm actually gonna really have so much more fun with it. Like we talked about how my kids um love to comment on how I get ready or I don't get ready. <laughs> so <laughs> now that I have to drop them off every single day at school, I'm uh, I'm trying to make the effort of showing up like a you know polished casual ready nice bitch but (laughs) but my daughter noticed it like oh mommy I like that dress and you know what I like the fact that she likes that and I love the fact that she notices that every day I am trying to show up for myself or sometimes when I'm like on the leggings I was like mommy just this is life today (laughs) you know today and you know I love stories like that is because in the kids it's not they don't have that like narrative that we have in our head which you'd said of like oh you're just seeing the highlight reel of my life and I'm vulnerable in my podcast and then I show up and I'm amazing on my Instagram and like I'm this whole I'm all these different they just see you they're not like oh mommy is they're not thinking past any of it except for oh my god I love that 
And they probably love it because there's something else that comes with it. Because kids are super intuitive like that. Like, Mm -hmm. they know that that outfit, that color, that whatever means, you know what, fuck, I need kids to advertise for me. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because it's pure authenticity. Like, no, you're not. Yes. You know that a compliment was definitely like, sometimes when you come from your husband, you're already not like, all right. And what do you do? What do you do? Right, right. But (laughs) a kid is not like, they don't have an agenda. They just say exactly what's on their mind. And and you give us the permission to do that. Like you give the permission to say to not have an agenda and to just like today I am feeling this and I'm gonna own it and I'm gonna release those expectations. And it's so funny how working with you, I was like, wow, we do have like we do some sort of the same work, but I I needed the help with the styling because yes, I became a mom. Yes, I got all the stretch marks. Yes, I was embracing this new entrepreneurship that I don't even know what it is still, right? Like I'm the first one to say I'm a work in progress, but how does she dress? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. How does the chick next week dress? I was just joking with somebody, and I think you'll really appreciate this as an entrepreneur, but I mean, really, like in any phase of your life, you're trying anything new, new job, new baby, whatever life transition. Because I feel like a lot of times women come to me in the life transition, which I feel like is a lot of times the same time when we would reach out to like a life coach, right? Is these you have this really pivotal moment, like you were sharing the story about losing a baby, or you lose a job, or you get a divorce, or have a baby, like whatever that is. And those moments are, you're just like, shoot, who am I? Like, I want someone else to tell me who I am, because like, I don't even know how, how to hold space for that. And it's, it's just really, really powerful. So being an entrepreneur, and what I was joking about the other day, I was like, we start out that and we're like this newborn, right? And it's like, oh, and then maybe in six months, I'll learn how to roll over. And I was telling <laughs> someone the other day, so I was like, it's in two years, right? Like, I'm literally a toddler. I'm like a two-year-old right now. I'm like, hey, look at me. I can toddle a little bit. I think I know what you, I think I know what you need or want, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I think I know. And I think that's true to like any of those things where like you don't know who you are, what you want, because you're literally a freaking newborn. You're freaking starting all over but luckily you're not really right you have a lot of experience but it feels like that all the time um and that was just such a good reminder for me because I don't know about you but I hate not being good at something like I want to just be good I want to start good I want to be good I want to end good (laughs) I know and that's why a lot of people don't try new things because Mm -hmm. they have this expectation of like well I see a runner and I see them not stop and they just see the final product. So we're often comparing our starting point to a level 10. And then we wonder why, like, well, I, and I hate it too, but I also hate not knowing how capable I am. Like, I think I hate that a little bit more mm-hmm. where I'm just like, I'm sure they didn't start there. You know, like I, like I can't run to the corner, but maybe tomorrow, like maybe like, I love the, the gift that failing allows you to, that not being good enough, the permission that gives you to continue trying new things and and noticing which ones you want to become really good at, right? Because I really do think that we all have the capacity to learn. Um, however it is, that you, but you're going to learn something that you're passionate about a lot faster. You're going to pick it up a lot easier and you're going to not really feel like it's a lot of work to trial and error, trial and error, because you it's important to you and then you enjoy it. So yes, I I am totally okay failing, but it doesn't hurt any less. I'm still like failing at it and I but I still I just embrace the lesson behind it a lot more. So as a life coach when someone comes to you <clears throat> and you say that to them because I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here for a minute and I'm like that's good but um I don't feel like failing today how do you like what's a simple thing that can get someone to that point where they're comfortable like I go through phases where like I'm launching something new right now it's completely out of my comfort zone and I'm like I'm all for it well at least I was like a week or two ago now like my stuff's starting to come up a little bit I can see like where I could have done better and then I'll shut down for a little bit and I'll be like I'm not gonna do anything new because I've hit like my capacity of failing 
And then sometimes I get stuck in that for longer than I really want. Instead of like giving myself a deserved celebration for up-leveling, I get stuck in a rut. And I think a lot of people do too. So like as a life coach, when someone's like, that sounds great, Tama, I'm glad you figured it out, but that's not going to be me. Like, how do you get them like excited again to be okay failing, to shift their mind around? Like, it really doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, we're all failing at something all the time. And like, what does failing even really mean? Like exactly. All of that is relevant and is how you want to, and it's the power that you give to the words. So honestly, mm-hmm. I would one of my favorite exercises that you should definitely do is a list of all the things that you have accomplished this far. Because in that list of already wins, like including having a kid, the fact that they're teenagers, that the fact that they got to school, like all of those are actually wins. It took you, we, God knows that driving them to school sometimes is one of the hardest tasks of the day, right? So... Mm-hmm. Like we underestimate how much we actually endure and we have already succeeded at. And it's when you're feeling like, oh, I am a capacity of failing. Great. That means that it's time to celebrate. It's time to, to realize that you already have done a lot of the work. You don't have to fail every single day, but you can you can realize and go back to your why. Why did you create a new program? Why did I write this book? Why? Why? Right? And that why really allows you to be like, okay, it's not even about me anymore. So if I fail or not, it's completely irrelevant because most of the work that we do is not about us. True. That's so true. Let me, so you also said a big word that I feel like I used to be a lot better at and I keep coming back to and circling the drain with is celebrate. And I know that's something you're so big about. And like, did we even the title of your book jesus have we even said it this whole time no we haven't but i don't want no i don't want to stop like people from (laughs) celebrating because this is huge guys this is the title of your book is like to me the celebration because that's what i was going to say the title of the book makes me think of an emoji that makes me think of you and that's my celebration (laughs) emoji (laughs) yeah that is a celebration emoji yes so the title of my book is on your dance and it is an invitation to own all of the journey, which means that you also do get to celebrate a lot of it. Like you don't, a lot of people look at the past and a lot of like the failures and you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm at capacity. I haven't done this. Like I'm, I don't know if this is good enough. I'm white. And then we get into our head and what all what we're doing is noticing the lack, noticing what's not good, what's not done, what's done wrong versus how far we have come the fact that the thing is already created the program is already created and ready to launch that you were motivated at a time to put it together you had a reason a very important reason as of why so just even choosing that why is a reason to celebrate it and take and the fact that you took action and you showed up and you created it like all of that should be celebrated. I don't know why people are so hesitant on celebrating the small steps because all of them are steps. Not, not, we shouldn't celebrate only the end goal because to, in order to get to the end goal, we become a lot better. So why can we not celebrate the becoming, the reason that you're showing up for yourself? It builds a lot of momentum and it keeps your brain noticing what you did do, what did you actually create, accomplish and do and why. Your brain and your whole person functions a lot better from that side of the, from that side of the light. That's true, and you're always becoming because I know, like you never really arrive, right? You're always exactly. And so, so uh, when are you going to celebrate? If we're never really arriving, when are you going to celebrate? Exactly, good point. And I mean, I just failed live in this podcast. We've been in thirty minutes, and I forgot to mention the name of your book. <laughs> Because I was so worried about introducing you as a casual nice bitch. Because uh, that was funny. <laughs> that I totally forgot that just because I have your book and read your book that no one, like the rest of the world hasn't yet. Um, so see, but I'll get better next time you come on. I'm going to start it out with, this is Toma. She's a casual nice book uh, bitch. The name of her book is On Your Dance. <laughs> yes, On Your Dance. That's the name of my book. And yes, it does. It also makes me think of that emoji that I always use because I also think that dancing is movement and I'm here talking about celebrating, but you also have to move through the lucky mm-hmm. days, through the days that you're not feeling it, through the days that you're like <sighs> overthinking it. Like, and that requires move. When you when you're stagnant and you're stuck, the best thing that you can do is just get up and move your body 
And if you put a good song, like it actually will make you feel better because you're moving that energy and you're no longer going to feel stuck. You might not come up with the solution right then and there, but you're allowing yourself to actually move through it and not just overanalyze it and put like the microscope on like, no, no, no. <laughs> mm, it's so good to just remember to constantly celebrate. I think like, and to me, and that also just goes hand in hand, like with the gratitude because the, the gratitude is the celebration of it. Right. And I, for one, for sure know I fall in that trap of, um, you know, I ha- if I haven't done something different in a day, like you said, like, get up, get the kids ready for school, take the kids to school, come home, work, uh, make dinner, um, do homework, whatever. At the end of the day, like if I haven't done something in that day that stretches my limits, I feel a little bit like, oh, there's nothing to celebrate. And it's like, well, you've been keeping a human alive for 13 years. That's a big deal. <laughs> like, and consistency, like consistency, yeah. the fact that you have kept the routine, like consistency is part, like the, a lot of people underestimate the boring like monotony of life and there is a whole of benefits of to and beauty to a routine to the boring stuff to like even on the training anything that you want to train for there's boring days then there's hard days there's hard days then there's also super easy there's also rest days included in all of them so not not because you have a goal means that you have to hit it hard every single day that's on like that's setting yourself up for failure that's setting up yourself for like oh I'm not good enough because your body's not made for that your body needs rest your body needs consistency and some of that means doing the boring shit like doing it showing up for it and embracing it like I dropped my kids off to school today and I was like gosh I just Tuesday and I did this all by myself (laughs) (laughs) all by myself and I'm alone now which is the real (laughs) celebration (laughs) I can sip my coffee. It's only almost nine in the morning. <laughs> oh my God. I love that so much. Well, thank you for the free coaching session. Um, but <laughs> I really thoroughly appreciate that because just the, like, that's the gift of having like the life coach to coach through life, right? It's those basic things in life. I think it's humans that we get trapped up in constantly. And I do think I was listening to a podcast the other day and I can't let go of this. Um, it was a Jay Shetty podcast, which I have, I will talk about on a different episode because I don't want to talk about it on this one. But he had made a comment around, we see more negative things or whatever opinions in a day than like our parents did in six months. And like the amount of stuff that we are trying to process and hold space for on a daily basis has just like exploded. So forget the fact that like you're comparing yourself to people on Instagram. You also have like doomsday information like at your fingertips and you have to set boundaries around it. So I think people like you, life coaching and writing books and tapping into their style and like all of these things are tools to really like help us get there. So like your work is magic and it's infectious. So people that, what's the one thing you want everyone to get out of that book? So go get the book for sure on your dance. It's amazing. It's so freaking relatable. So it's my go-to. I'm not completely finished because I read it in the bathtub. And let me tell you, if I read your book in the bathtub, that means, because that's my pure relaxation time, right? So like, that's a big thing, but I'm only getting baths once or twice a week. Um, but it's so freaking relatable. And I've said that to you so many times. I'm like, I love this. I can hear your voice. I hear you through it. And it's just relatable. And then at the end, you always give me this little, like, here's a super personal story. And this is how it relates, like almost like a life coaching tip at the end of every chapter, which I think is so cool because I haven't really read a lot of books. Like I've read books full of life coaching tips. And then this is how to just like be amazing. And then they sometimes have personal stories, but yours is like personal story tip, personal story tip. And I just think that's amazing. Uh, So I definitely wanted to like give that shout out. But when, what was your, what is your vision for this? And like your why, and what do you want people to get out of the book? So... That's a loaded question, but I'm going to try to answer it consistently. And I will celebrate you and you can't fail. (laughs) (laughs) The why behind the book is because I got, I 
got tired of beating in boxes and feeling like a constant failure and not enough. And I did not want my kids to ever feel that way. So in order to really show up as enough, I had to become enough for Mm. them, for me, for everybody. That's the why on a few sentences. The book is, yes, my personal story because I wanted to be the one to tell my personal story. I don't want any interpretation of it. The fact that you see me in the corner and you think I'm just a nice bitch, but I'm also a wife. But I'm also like, <laughs> everybody can define your story however they perceive it. And yet it's my story and I want to be able to own it, own the truth on it, own the pain, on the all of it because they ha- it has gotten me to where I am today. And I'm trying to make it relatable because your own story has the same magic. All the pain that you have built, all the up, all the failures, all the good things, all the dances that you have accelerated and really enjoyed and given yourself the permission to show up for has gotten you to today. Mm-hmm. And then from today and from that place of gratitude, you really get to create a life that you can be so proud of. Even, even if the hard morning r- routine of drop off to school is there, you can still be like, and I did it. And I did it, right? So yes, a collection of stories in which I hope that a lot of you guys can relate to. And I hope that if, and if you can, then great, right? But it's still an invitation to reflect on a perception that if it doesn't apply to you, it applies to somebody that is close to you. So you can actually show up with more compassion and empathy and kindness, just because God is free. It's free to be kind people. Let's just do this more often. (laughs) Mic drop. Like, that's it. It's free to do all those things. It's funny how we all focus constantly on the things that aren't free, getting the things that aren't free, and then just let those things go by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Oh, I always get such powerful nuggets from you, and you just deliver it in such a fun, relatable way. I think that's why I'm just, like, so obsessed, because mm-hmm. I'd love to go deep and, like, get all... I don't identify with the word nerd out, but I do on self I totally do. <laughs> and, so, I, and I, you're a fun nerd the, now. That was my style. <laughs> once upon a time, I was a full-on nerd with all the all the look entailed, and um, I'm still at heart, right? But I am now like a styled one. <laughs> I will style you as a fun nerd for Halloween. How about that? Please do. Actually, I do have to talk to you about <laughs> Halloween. But <laughs> um, yes, no. I feel like dressing is definitely underestimated as when it comes to showing up for yourself. And I did that. I did it myself. I completely misunderstood the task and the magic behind wearing something that makes you feel the way that you want to show up for the day. I feel like it also allows you to give yourself the permission to be like, okay, today I'm going to be fun and I'm going to be cheerful because I choose to and because I have only 24 hours of this day and I want to enjoy them. I think it goes back to what you were saying about people can come up with this story about you. Like you said, they see me in the corner and I, and your narrative is I'm a nice bitch, but I'm also this, I'm also this, I'm also this. That's what I think is so powerful about clothes is I get to control the narrative of that. I get to control what you see, think, or do. And that, and it takes a lot of balls sometimes, but that is the highest form of that is like, that's me really taking control of my power. And sometimes, and I was just joking with a client about this on the phone. Like when I went to my daughter's school the other day, you know, I got dressed because I knew she would, like we were just talking about the kids, right? Like I knew she would play into that. And everyone's like, is that your mom conversation? And I was like, and then (laughs) when I don't want that and I don't want compliments on my lipstick and I don't want to control that narrative, I'm going to wear something to blend in when I go to the grocery store, when I don't feel like a nice bitch and I just feel like a bitch bitch. Then that's a different outfit. (laughs) And I get to control that. And that's freaking powerful. Like to me, that's us taking our power back. And then if I take my power back there, then where else can I take it back in other different Exactly. But not only like taking it back, but owning it and standing on it and saying, this is, this is me. This is Mm -hmm. what you're seeing. It's what you get. And and yeah, today you can approach me. Today you cannot, you know, like yeah. and how beautiful is it that we that is a choice that we get to make and it's a gift that we can give to ourselves. This it, now it is definitely part of my self-care of like where like how am I feeling? How can I nurture myself with just my outfit? Like how why can I not do that? Sometimes where I don't get to work out and I don't even get to like nothing at least I get to choose how I want to like nurture my body into like 
today is a hug me with leggings type of day. And that's exactly what I'm needing. Exactly. Or it's a show off your shoulders type of day, I see. Love it. Yeah, I have all kinds of days, Katie. I have all kinds of days. (laughs) (laughs) Same. (laughs) Yeah, so you're saying that. I'm like, so if you see me without my lipstick, that means don't talk to me. And if you see me with it, it means do. It's like sign language. We have a code. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's what I should tell my husband. Here's the secret code. It's like a code word. If I have on this color, it's a go. If I have on this color, it's a hell now. Yeah. yeah, you don't yeah. even have to waste your time. <laughs> <laughs> Not even look this way. <laughs> Red means stop. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, so if you have one last thing you want to share with everybody, if you you've dropped so many nuggets, so no pressure. But if there's one last thing you want to share with everybody before you tell them where they can find you and where they can find the book and all of that. Um, I mean, the last minute nuggets. Honestly, I I invite everybody to just take a minute to realize what are you wearing right this minute, what are you thinking right this minute, and how are how is that serving you to where you how you want to feel? Are those aligned? And if not, right now you can take a minute to decide. Choose right this minute. How is it that you want to feel? And go change your outfit so it's so it's appropriate and aligned. And then with those thoughts, align them to where you can, you know, embrace exactly who you are today. I couldn't agree more. Thank you. Well said. <laughs> and where can everybody find you, the book, and all those goodies? All the goodies. All right. Well, I'm most active. And if you want to see my crazy life and behind the scenes and how I happy dance over crazy things, you can find that on Instagram, uh, Telma SMV as in vacuum. And then if not, my website is telmasanchez.com. My, the book you are going to be able to find there. And the, and if not, it's going to be available on Amazon on September 27th. I'm super excited. And yes, on there, Telma Sanchez, you can find everything that you can possibly need and i'll put all that in the show notes and we'll get the book on your dance on amazon we both hang out on the gram all the time so i'll be sharing your information over there for anyone who didn't grab it thank you so much for coming on the podcast today this is the best conversation i will have all day yes thank you so much for having me so it's a pleasure and such a gift thank you